Good afternoon. Let's try this on this side. Good afternoon. And welcome to this Christmas Eve worship, the day that changed everything for good. Not just that Christ was born all those years ago, but because he was born in that stable, we get the opportunity to have him born in our lives each and every day. So in a way, this is a celebration of thanking God for the ability to take up residency in our lives. If you would mind standing and let us participate in the next hymn. A choir. Sorry. Sit down. days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house of the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. 
While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the guest room. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of a great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. He will, you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth, lying in a manger.
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her hearts. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them.
Let us pray. Spirit of living God, fall fresh now on this preacher and those who are listening to the sound of this small voice. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The celebration of Christmas, it comes each and every year, but it never ceases to inspire me and give me a new perspective on what it means to have our God resident with us, our God experiencing everything I experience, our God experiencing no matter what life throws at me, our God is experiencing whatever happens to me and you. The coming of Christ is something that a sermon just leaps out of my mind. I can't say it all in one service. There are some wells that never run dry, some horizons that expand every time we withdraw near. There are some stories that are always reaching back as they move us forward toward eternity. The news of Christ's birth is one of those stories. Because it takes us down to the depth of mystery and up to the heights of glory. Christmas sermons are inexhaustible. In fact, I believe the entire gospel is inexhaustible because it is a revelation, the revelation of the Son of the living God. It's a record, the record of divine atonement and forgiveness. It's a declaration, a declaration of God's love, of God's mercy, and God's grace. It is an account, an account of God's eternal plan for all of us, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. The gospel is good news. And it began in a manger. Why a manger? We, we may never know. We may never know why the inn was full and, and why Mary had to cradle her baby in a manger. But I believe God being born in a manger is very significant. First, the manger was meager accommodation made of simple wood. It was nothing more than a feeding trough for fodder. There is no need to romanticize it. It was merely a common corn crib meant to hold scraps of food for slobbering animals. And I'm sure Mary and Joseph cleaned it as best as they could, looked around and found some soft new hay freshly to put on in the crib, and to put some swaddling clothes, it makes it as, they made it as comfortable as possible. But its purpose did not change. It was intended to feed animals. And it wasn't lost on me that the baby that lay in that feeding trough now feeds our souls. Luke tries to romanticize it. He tells the story as though the manger was a fluke, a random misfortune. He laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn, Luke tells us. 
But I don't believe it was a fluke. You see, God had plenty of time to prepare for this important arrival. The prophet Micah, in fact, prophesied that 700 years before the birth that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Listen to what he said. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you who are one of the littlest of the clans of Judah, you shall come forth for me, one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from old and from ancient of days. God, my friends, had seven centuries to plan the details of his son's arrival. Seven centuries to plan for the birth of Christ on earth. Right at the right time, at the right place, and in the right way. So it may seem strange to us that he chose Mary and Joseph, a couple who lived a long way away from Bethlehem. He had to move Mary and Joseph to the right place by having the most powerful leader in the face of the world order a census that required everyone to go to their home origin. God knew exactly what God was doing. I believe, I believe God was fulfilling Micah's prophecy. I believe that God was telling the world that I am a promise keeper. Still, why a manger? This was the first chapter in the life of the Son of God on earth. He deserved better than a manger, wouldn't you say? He deserved better than laying on hay. But the Son of the living God was born in this world to lay on a bed of hay. Pharaoh's children laid on, on, on silk and, and satin sheets. Surely he deserved to live like a king. After all, Pharaoh's children slept on beds that was of ease. Didn't a king of glory deserve the same when he came into the world? The truth is that many a child has been coddled with beds fit for royalty, yet they grew up to be anything but royal. The bed doesn't make the person, nor does the clothes make the location. The manger was simply reflective of the mannered manger messenger that was in the cradle. Second, my brothers and sisters, the manger was a compelling message. There is a reason why the shepherds, my friends, were told first, I believe. I believe that the shepherds were told first so that they could, God could identify with the entire world. The shepherds were the lowest of the low. They were the lowest of the social strata and scale. They slept with animals, probably somebody else's animals. They really couldn't afford them. They were tending somebody else's flock. They smelled like animals. They lived like animals. And most of them never donned the indoors at all with nowhere to lay their heads on a regular basis except outside. It had to be a complete shock when a band of angels came to them at night. Can you imagine? You're out taking care of your sheep, and all of a sudden there is a, 
a band of angels all in their glory to deliver a message of good tidings and great joy that said, for unto us a child is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Aside from the method of their delivery, what was unusual about this baby that made the message so compelling? It wasn't the swaddling clothes because mothers who were preparing for birth, they were keeping rags and beating them and making them soft over and over and over again to prepare for the birth, to soften these claws. It wasn't the hay and it wasn't the swaddling clothes. It was the manger. And who but shepherds, my friends, could identify with a humble birth in a manger? The shepherds had to be shocked. You see, for over 300 years, Isaiah and Malachi, the prophets, had been prophesying about the arrival of the Messiah. And for 400 more years, God had been silent, not a word from the ancient of ancients. During all this time, Israel fantasized about the arrival of a warrior king, one who would slay their enemies and give them back their power over the land. Could it be that a manger meant to hold scraps would cradle the head of God's deliverer? The very idea compelled the shepherds to go and see what the Lord had made known to them. Could it be? that their deliverer would be poor like them? Could it be that their deliverer had nowhere to lay his head like them? Could it be that their deliverer came first to liberate the shepherds and then the world? The message of the manger would soon be clear. The temporary manger was a fitting place for God to lay his head because soon this very baby would have nowhere on earth to lay his head. In fact, his parents would soon bundle him up and take him to Egypt to hide from a barbaric Herod who was bent on killing this Christ child. This would be the beginning of the nomadic existence of our earthly king. My brothers and sisters, Far from Bethlehem, far from Nazareth, far from Egypt, and even far from Jerusalem. He was far from his homeland, God's holy city. The shepherds would be the first to realize that the manger's message was one of hope, not just for the privileged, but for all of us, because the manger held a message. And the message in the manger was simply this, a love for the unlovable. God loves you even if the world has deemed you unlovable. A message of mercy for the miserable. You may have committed mistakes and done things that the world may not forgive you or accept you, but God's mercy was on full display in that manger. It is a message of grace for the guilty, of joy for those who are wretched, for those who are downtrodden and dishonored. It is a message that joy to the world, the Lord is come. Finally, the manger held the Messiah. 
this rough wooden pen constructed by an unknown carpenter cradled the head of a future carpenter who would one day rebuild our world by robbing him, robing himself in anguish and pain as, and prepared for sacrifice for our sins. Our Christ left the realms of glory for, feeding, for a feeding trough that would lead to a sacrificial cross. The shepherds traveled with haste, clinging to the hope the deliverer from heaven was now with them. In other words, they gathered their herds and they drove them hard to get there until they came to the place where the young child lay. And seeing him lying there in a manger, they were fully persuaded that God had delivered on God's promise, that hope was now in sight that prophecy had now been fulfilled and salvation was now near because the manger held the Messiah. The messianic message was delivered to three wise men in the east as well. It was delivered with the birth of a new star in the heavens. The wise men who were astrologers by trade believed the appearance of the new star announced the birth of the king. Their belief was so strong that they followed the star for months until it brought them to the infant Jesus. And they presented gifts to the child, gifts that was fit for an earthly king as the manger cradled our king. Even then, his touch must have been inspiring. Even then, his eyes must have been penetrating. His ears must have been attentive. For the power of his father was within him. This baby in a manger was Emmanuel, God with us, the Messiah, the anointed one, who would one day receive glory and honor. This baby in this manger would be worshiped and praised throughout the world. This baby in a manger would be hailed as the head of the church, the initiator of those of us who are the light of the world. This baby in a manger would be the Lord of lords. He would grow up to be the king of kings. And even right now, he sits on the throne of the universe of God. And one day, we shall bow before him and cast our crowns at his feet. This baby in a manger would one day sense our thirst and quench it by quenching our soul with the fire of his love. This baby in a manger would one day identify our hunger and satisfy it because this baby knew that what we were missing was God in our lives. This baby would one day isolate our shame and remove it totally far as east is from the west. This baby would one day discover our trouble and cure it right on the spot. Celebrate with me, brothers and sisters. This baby named Jesus, the Christ, he is a joy for the miserable. He is a welcome for those who are prodigals that are wandering aimlessly. He is triumph for the sinner and the fullness for those who are empty. This baby came to set us free from the trappings of sin that so easily beget us. This baby 
who was prepared before the foundation of the world to come down through 42 generations to be in a place so that when I looked at him and he looked at me, we could understand each other because there's nothing that, he, that I can go through that this Christ child had not gone through. This baby who even now comes into your life in dark spaces when the world wants you to give up and puts light, deposit light so deep within you, so bright that it was in you, the light shines so bright within us that others may see it and want to have what you have inside. This baby has evangelized all of us to be lights of the world and invites us, invites us, as a gift to his father to be lights of the world. In a moment, we'll light the Christ candle, and then the ushers will come and light from our candle, light your candle. And at the end of sight and light, if you would blow out your candle, make sure it's out, and place it back on the seat uh, after the benediction, we would be so, so grateful.
would you please stand and extinguish your candle, if you please. <laughs> 